0: Hey everybody, it's Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and you know what day it is? It is Wednesday, and to celebrate this Wednesday, let's throw it back to the reintroduction. Let me reintroduce myself, Venom, after we got that horrible iteration in Spider-Man 3. We finally get Venom in a standalone film with Tom Hardy, and it was actually pretty good. Joining me for the Wednesday Rewind is my dolt of a cousin, Eddie. And don't forget the CEO of the Rollback.
1: Let's, let's include that, Frank.
0: Or so he thinks. I write
1: your checks, bitch. Sure you do. Yeah, I want money. We're not making anything on this, and you fucking know it. Uh, so, fucking Venom. So, qu- quick question, for any: uh, Are you... Are you a big Spider-Man fan in general? Like... Like, in general, are you, like, a huge, like, comic book, you know, a TV show, everything? Are you a huge Spider-Man
0: fan? I mean, if you think about it, the top three superheroes are Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. I think that's fair to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Growing up, uh born in 94, uh, the first, I mean, the first introduction that we had to comic book movies was Batman. I never really saw the the Superman movies. Um, I would say I am mostly out of situation because, I mean, when Sam Raimi's Spider-Man hit theaters in 2002, I mean, it was fucking awesome. He was like the first big comic book movie that hit that wasn't uh, like super cheesy. Like, granted, it had cheesy moments, but it was really fucking good and um i mean from then on and then we also grew up with the 90s uh, amazing spider-man tv show the one with that really cool retro uh, intro music
1: spot Sp- yeah i remember that
0: yeah that one as well i mean spider-man was a huge part of our childhood uh, i mean it, certainly mine especially if we grew up uh if you're born mid 90s and grew up late 90s, early 2000s, a Fox kid. Yeah, pretty
1: much. I, You know, now I'm thinking about it. Did Fox? I remember those Saturday morning cartoon lineups. You know, they had all the fucking cartoons, Beast Wars and all that. Did mm-hmm. they have Spider-Man and Batman on the same block? I'm trying to remember if they did.
0: No, because Batman's Warner Brothers.
1: Oh, okay that's right i remember watching them like almost back to back what an <laughs> idiot am i right fellas it's fuck it's fucking cartoons fuck you uh <laughs> but okay okay so venom he, obviously he, he's a big part of the <laughs> spider-man mythos he's joker-esque where he's gone from being just like a one-note villain to being a very complicated and well-known character in his own right you know uh, i'd say
0: that's fair to say i mean before venom i mean i think Everyone knows uh, Spider-Man's arch enemy was Green Goblin, and I think Venom was pre- introduced pretty late in the game. Because um, I know he wasn't introduced when Spider-Man first came out.
1: No, no, uh, he, he I think he was introduced in like the late in the eighties. I want to say.
0: I want yeah, I want to say late eighties uh, he was introduced, and I think it's fair to say he's probably a bigger villain than green goblin or on the same level which is yeah. strange because not many comic book characters have that care two arch enemies that are on the same level
1: yeah you're right 80 in the 84 but that's that's relatively late like um yeah, oh, yeah. Sp- 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 spanner's
0: interest what, in the 60s 60s or 70s yeah i mean um and then plus, pretty much all of Spider-Man's main roster of villains was already introduced by that time, I think, except maybe like Rhino was yeah. one of them that was also introduced late in the game.
1: You know, um, it's weird because when I think Spider-Man, I think Venom more than Green Goblin. Like, I, I don't, I, with the exception of like the one, like, time we saw him, the one good, like, Spider-Man version uh, with William Defoe, I can't ever think of uh, Green Goblin ever being like really menacing and threatening.
0: But Venom, I think it's like... probably also because it's like a classic yin and yang story. There's Spider-Man, then there's his complete polar opposite in Venom.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this character Venom, you're I assume you know a lot about his backstory, right? Like how like on the day like he had just one really bad fucking day. Like he got exposed. Uh yeah, he, he plagiarized Peter.
0: Um and at the time Peter was taken over by the, the symbiote. So he was a complete fucking dick at the time um, and kind of exposed Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, former professional football player, loses his uh, shining star of being a reporter and then gets uh, attached to the symbiote when Peter Parker is taking it off at the church.
1: Oh, no, I was talking about the comic book origin.
0: Yeah, isn't that the origin? Uh, well, he comes back with uh, Jameson's son. Um on the spaceship.
1: Yeah, no, no, but it's it, it, his his origins a lot worse than just that. Like, in the span of one of twelve hours, all this happens. He gets exposed by Peter, yes, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. throw in the fact that his dad disowned him, and his fiance left him, and he was diagnosed with cancer in uh-huh. twelve hours. And then he goes to the church, and then gets hit with the symbiote. So, like, one really bad fucking day, and he becomes Venom. Um, but that makes this character super complex. And um, talking about the movie real quick, a, a lot of people's criticism was this movie was too straightforward. It didn't get into how complex it is. Do you think that's fair?
0: Um, I don't know, man, because it's always double-edged short of comic movies. Sometimes people are like, oh, you made it too complicated. And sometimes people are like, oh, you made it too simple. So I thought this movie... I kind of wrote a fine line of like giving us a good backstory of eddie brock he's this hot shot reporter uh, fucks up one too many times and loses everything in the process and but i mean this story can't even relate to the comic book origin of venom this movie just takes a little bit of beats from it but it's not a complete uh page for page uh inspiration.
1: Um what's it called this so we, this movie when when you saw it did you went well, with high expectations because man straight up I was not like a huge Spider-Man Venom fan. Like it just it, Spider-Man's not even my favorite MCU uh sorry Marvel hero that's Captain America. But fuck I walked out of this movie a huge Venom fan. Like walking in what were you doing? What were you expecting?
0: I mean I think I was thinking what a lot of people were thinking um it can only go up from the Topher Grace Venom that we saw in 2008 or 2007.
1: Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would, did they cast Topher Grace as Venom? Like what, like, what was the reasoning for making him Eddie Brock? I know he's coming off the 70s show, but, like...
0: I have no clue what that reasoning was. Um, but even then, Spider-Man 3 has a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes drama where uh, Sam Raimi Damon not want to use... Uh, I think he didn't even want to do Venom. Uh, He wanted to just do Sandman, and I think uh, Green Goblin. Uh, But the studio really pushed uh, for Venom to come out.
1: What's it called? I know, uh, Raimi, he wanted to redeem himself with Spider-Man 4. Obviously, that never fucking came to fruition.
0: Yeah, it ended up just being the premise for the reboot of Amazing Spider-Man.
1: But I think, uh, didn't they have... God, I'm trying to remember. They were, like, I think two weeks away from production when they, from, uh yeah, from production when they, like, cut it.
0: Uh, Spider-Man 4? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: they, apparently, they were two weeks, Uh I think Kristen Bell was already signed back on. I know Tom McGuire was already signed back on. Like, they were just two weeks away, and then they're like, nah, there's this thing that Marvel's doing that's fucking nuts. Well, let's try some of that. Let's try
0: building this universe. <clears throat> Well, in the end, they fucked up.
1: I mean, they fucked up multiple times, but can you blame them for trying to make a Spider-Man multiverse?
0: No, I don't blame them. Um, I mean, it's just just really bad leadership. I think it goes to show that while people are like, oh, there's so many comic book movies, (laughs) it goes to show that Marvel has a really good fucking formula because we've seen it fail uh with warner brothers where they've had to reboot suicide squad they've had to release a snyder cut for their big team-up movie who in the who in the fuck knows what's going on with batman and superman like it's not easy building a fucking universe I think if you had one man at the wheel, I think it'd be it'd be a lot easier. Oh, that that's what I'm saying. Like it, it really goes to show on how much leadership like plays a role in this. Um Kevin Feige like really like is a fucking master at his craft, uh, compared to the heads of uh Warner Brothers. I think what's the, the big man up there now, Jeff Johns. He's I guess he's running. The movies now?
1: Yeah. Um, I get why they have him there. I just don't think he... Too little too late, maybe. Like, it would have been better if he, if he was around around 2013. Like, he right. he already made his bones by 2013. Like, I don't know why the fuck... Like, pull him off Green Lantern, pull him off all the comics that he's doing, pull him off the, the, the entire comic book division, and just put him on the fucking movies. Because DC Comics were dipping... And then when he took over, shit shot right shot right back up. Even Batman wasn't doing well. At comic book sales, everything mm-hmm. shot back up when he took over because of the stories he was pushing, the the characters he was pushing, and everything like Harley Quinn doing a, a turning face, like you know, becoming a good person, and you know, all this other shit. Mm-hmm. He was partially behind all that, man, and he turned them all in the right direction. Um... It, it might be a little too late.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and I say
1: that as a as a diehard DC fanboy, like fuck.
0: Uh, but yeah, we're kind of steering off topic. Yeah, that's uh, true. We're
1: steering with really the fuck off topic. Let's talk about
0: that. Sony. I mean, I think the only person they have at the helm is Kathleen Kennedy. Is she consistent? No, because I mean, she fucking helmed Amazing Spider-Man, and that shit sunk real quick.
1: Well, I know in the Amazing Spider Man 2, you know about all the shit that they cut from it, right?
0: Yeah, they cut Mary Jane. Uh... Oh, that's all. Honestly, that's all I really remember that they cut. There's
1: a version of The Amazing Spider Man 2 that's uh, a little over three hours long. Really? Yeah. And the director said they chopped up the same complaint as David Ayers, which is they chopped up my fucking movie. Like, if you if they would let me show you the whole thing, you'd be like, "This is a
0: masterpiece," because even, they,
1: they chop it. I mean,
0: my uh, my whole thing when it comes to that, when it comes to directors bitching and moaning about uh, the studio chopping up their movie, then that means you didn't edit it correctly yourself. Because the biggest example that I will always steer to is the Lord of the Rings. Where the original movies are perfect in it, that of themselves, while the extended versions are just cool little tidbits, not even cool little tidbits, just cool tidbits, because it adds a whole whole fucking hour to the movie to the point not where you're like, oh, my God, like, they missed all this in the movie, like, just to the point where it's like, oh, wow, that's really cool.
1: Dude. So uh, you know, we all know more about this than I would. Did Peter Jackson have final say on the cuts of his movies?
0: I think so. That's
1: probably why. Because I mean, it, in theory, releasing an almost three-hour like medieval story of Middle Earth like sounds batshit nuts. It worked, obviously. Like I'm not dogging it, but like in theory, it sounds batshit nuts. But I mean, mm-hmm. if if Peter Jackson negotiates for control, I mean, there's nothing you can fucking do.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Like, I it's it's possible maybe these directors were like, ah, oh, I got a certain vision, and then it gets to the studio, they're like, mm, we're gonna override your vision, check your contract, but we'll pay you. Don't worry. Like, fuck you.
0: Then that, then that to me, honestly, it just tells me that the studio didn't have faith in the in the director.
1: I agree, I agree. But let's, you're right. Let's let's jump back into the the movie we're here to talk about Venom. Um, mm-hmm. what's called? So he. Movie opens up. Eddie Brock, he's a, he's a reporter whatnot. Uh, there's the Life Foundation helmed by Carlton Drake. What do you think of the villain? What do you think of Carlton Drake and the actor? I, I want to say... I, I'm going to butcher you his mean name. Elon Musk? The, I was thinking more of like a, of a Steve Jobs cross between Jobs and Elon Musk, but okay.
0: I think more Elon Musk because Elon Musk is actually trying to go into space.
1: Reese, I mean, but does he think that the human race will die? Oh, he's making
0: making robots. You're right. You're not wrong. Um, I didn't mind the villain. Uh, I thought the villain was pretty fucking evil. Um, but was he one? No, like, like, do you remember what he was
1: called when he was in his Venom form? Right. Right. Did you think he was forgettable at all, or do you
0: think he was like a solid like? I think right is forgettable. I mean. The concept of a Venom movie is a fucking long shot in and of itself mm-hmm. because you're making uh, a villain into an anti-hero. Like, you're not making... You're, it's not like a, a anti-hero into a hero, like a Punisher or like a Blade.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you're really trying to make a villain into a hero. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not too familiar on any Venom comics. I I know Riot is in the Venom comics, but I mean, I think the only other symbiote that everyone knows is fucking Carnage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, huh? and they, they already use them up in the sequel. Mm hmm. Um, but no, so Carlton Drake as the villain, that he's experimenting on the homeless. Uh, Eddie's broad kind of goes to shit. He loses his job. He, I guess they kind of dove into it a little bit. He lost his job and his fiance. They Uh, get cancer. He
0: screws over his fiance.
1: Yeah, that's true. She gets fucking fired. Um, What's called? But do you think they did a good job of showing him like down on his luck? Because I mean, the dude
0: looks down on his. His apartment's fucking depressing. Is, was it? I don't remember it being that sad, honestly. It's a shit apartment. That, it's the same shit apartment that you see in uh, Let Let There Be Carnage. It's a fine apartment. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shit. It look. It's not in the
1: best neighborhood, but I'll, I'll, that's as much as I'll fucking give you.
0: Um. Well, San Francisco. San Francisco is a shitty city, regardless.
1: Is it? I've never been to San Francisco.
0: It's a shitty city.
1: Have you been to San Francisco?
0: No, but. What they do to the homeless there, it's as bad as Los Angeles.
1: What the fuck do they do
0: to the homeless? I mean, they have a fuckload of them. That's what they do. And the rent price price in San Francisco, pretty much in all of California, is fucking preposterous. Even Oakland is going through uh, gentrification. Uh, We'll see what happens
1: when the San Andreas fault clears. Well, We'll see what happens there.
0: Um, but Knock on wood. they did a. I mean, they tried to change it up because it doesn't even take place in New York, it takes place in San Francisco.
1: That's called Uh, that's true. And uh, someone actually pointed out that they were looking, and it, it turned out to be inaccurate. But someone said, Oh, we, like you know, you can see the Pim PIM building, you know, in it because that man takes place in San Francisco, yeah. Uh, which you know, that was fucking inaccurate, obviously. Um no, so Eddie breaks into this research facility to expose what they're doing, and then he gets infected by the... No, he doesn't get infected there, does he? No, he gets infected when he leaves, doesn't he?
0: Um, yeah, Venom attaches to him at when he's leaving the facility.
1: Yeah, and then Drake sends mercenaries to get the symbiote from Brock, but it manifests, and he fights off the creatures.
0: Yeah, and, uh, well, Venom the uses stuff. his body to fight off the creatures. Yeah. Because he doesn't take over his body completely, and so he's riding the motorcycle, and then they crash, and he takes over the body, and he eats uh, the head, mercenary's head. So that fight scene, though, in the
1: in the in the what do you call it? the fight scene in, in his apartment oh, was
0: pretty funny, though. Like I, I thought that was hilarious. Oh and yeah, because like, un- it's Eddie Brock fighting, and he's not even fighting. Like he's just like, oh shit, just stressed out, stressed
1: out like a motherfucker.
0: Pretty much. I mean. Yeah, he has these people in his apartment trying to kill him, and this thing that's controlling his body is beating the shit out of them. Is that the
1: first time he talks to him?
0: Uh, no, it's it's after.
1: That's when he swims, right? And then he oh no, he does hear him. He does hear him talk, and mm.
0: then uh, and then he doesn't talk to him until more later. But yeah, that is the first time he hears him talk.
1: And then uh, he talks to him and I like their chemistry, man. And it's weird because it's Tom Hardy talking to himself pretty much because he play- he voices Venom also. Oh, he does? Yeah, you didn't know that.
0: No, I didn't. I was yeah. supposed- I was going to check it out because I remember after seeing Car- uh, Let There Be Carnage, I was like, who does the voice of Venom?
1: Yeah, no, it's him just going through a filter. Um, so he, it's weird because he's just talking pretty much to himself, but it's odd to say this, but Eddie Brock and Venom have a lot of chemistry. And it's weird because it's the same actor playing both roles. I don't think I've ever seen that or heard of that.
0: Mm, I mean, Andy Serkis playing Gollum and Smeagol?
1: No, no, no. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah, I guess that qualifies. Fuck it. He came back for the sequel, so fuck it. Why not? Uh,
0: Uh, What's-His-Face from Split?
1: But they never talk to each other, do they? I don't remember. Yeah, they do. They do? Okay, fair enough.
0: Oh, in his head, they talk to each other. It's just that they take the light at, at a certain points.
1: damn, your memory is fucking impeccable. I'll give you that. Um, so, there, there's one scene, I think this might be my second favorite scene, the SWAT team, when they rush him.
0: Oh, and he uses the smoke to fuck them all up?
1: Yes, like, fuck. I think that scene may have made me become, like, a huge... Uh, no, it was the scene right before also where uh, he's like, You're "Ready to go?" Yeah, and then he takes the elevator, and, pussy. And oh, then, then,
0: aside from uh, not having the Spider-Man symbol or the spider symbol on his chest, this is the most comic book accurate Venom that we've seen.
1: It really is. I mean, granted, there's only one other example, but like, fucking, it's very comic book accurate. Like in general. Yeah. I mean, he's a hulking creature. Which I don't know about you, but I would not want to see that motherfucker in a in a goddamn uh, back
0: alley. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of Tom Hardy getting cast as Venom? Because I know a lot of people weren't down for it. Um, I I Tom Hardy's too good of an actor. I figure if they're gonna if they cast him, he's
1: gonna work. Like I didn't have a strong opinion of it because again, I wasn't that invested. Um, I thought he was incredible in the role. Like now, I can't see anyone else playing the role now because it's he's perfect he plays a really funny straight guy he doesn't want to be a hero like they go they dive in more into it in the sequel but like he doesn't want this he wants to be normal he just wants to relax chill like he
0: wants wants to be a a journalist
1: yeah he wants to be a normal person and um and it's weird because i think a lot of people are like would you want to be a hero and they all say hell yeah but eddie brock is like fuck this dude i don't want it but no he does well, what about you? What'd
0: you think of him? I I thought he was great in it. I mean, the only other comic movie he did before this was Batman uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And he did kill it as Bane. I was raised in the dark. I came in the dark. I touched myself in the dark. It was so fun. I
1: knew you were going there. I fucking knew you were going there. God damn it.
0: You have to admit, his fucking voice is hilarious in that movie. Have you seen the? Have you ever heard the
1: original audio that he recorded? Dude, you can't understand a fucking thing he says. Oh, worse, so it's worse. ASMR? It's worse.
0: Where he has to like whisper into a camera I was born in the dark, molded it, by it. I didn't see the light until I was a man. And even that, it was blinding. I've gone
1: back and watched the fight scenes from The Dark Knight. They're from The Dark, Dark Knight Rises.
0: Movie, honestly, mm-hmm. sucks because of uh, Heath Ledger's death. Yes, yeah, so I did, think that I think that derailed everything with that movie.
1: Did you Did you know one of the original concepts of uh, of The Dark Knight Rises? No. It was going to be a trial. It was going to be the trial of the Joker. No. Huh. And Harley Quinn was going to play a role in it and stuff, but. The, the only time they ever mentioned the Joker after the Dark Knight is in the book version of the Dark Knight Rises, where all they mention is he's in the prison, but they leave him in a cell. Like, apparently the mercenaries are like, should we free him too? And when the mercenaries are like, fuck, no. And they leave him in. And that's it. Hmm. That's his one but, mention. Um,
0: Yeah. I think the only in reality, looking back at Venom, to be honest, it is a it's a good start. I, I give it... I give it a B+. I think the only thing that hinders this movie is the fact that uh, there's no real remem- uh, like memorable villain. Mm-hmm. Um, you get Riot. But the crutch that really holds up this movie is Tom Hardy's performance and his relationship with Venom, how Venom looks, how Venom acts, even uh, even the subsequent uh, co-stars like uh, Eddie Brock's girlfriend, like I thought she was really good in the movie as well. We get to see a hot girl Venom.
1: Not wrong, she Venom. Yeah,
0: pretty sure a lot of a lot of dudes cream their pants to that one.
1: Ugh.
0: Um, but yeah, like I I really dug this movie.
1: You know, it's weird, man. Like, um, a lot of people, and you're the most 90s guy I know, so I'll ask you. Mm -hmm. A lot of critics compared this to, like, a 90s movie, like a 90s kind of thing. Do do you think that's accurate? Like, they said, like, the style, the way it was shot, the transitions, and they akin it to that. Is that accurate?
0: I mean, if I had to compare it to a 90s movie, I mean, maybe Blade, but even then, Blade has more, like... It's far more bloody, but of you know, the villain's kind of the same—real campy, uh, kind of vicious. Um But other than that, there's not really a lot of '90s movies to think of when it comes to comic movies.
1: I guess maybe in the tropes, but eh, I could be wrong there. Uh, fuck it, I'm uh, gonna—I'm gonna give it an A, actually, A minus. Fuck it, I—I I, I really enjoyed it.
0: My—I th- I thought it was really good. It's definitely rewatchable. Um, I think this movie definitely brings out Venom uh, to the main crowd. And what we found out, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen uh, Let There Be Carnage, uh, you're probably going to want to stop the podcast. Uh, Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, Coming to find out uh, what happened at the end of Let There Be Carnage, uh, Venom's in the MCU or attached to it. I mean, do you think he's going to do you think he's going to become like a regular part of the MCU now? Uh, I have no clue cuz it really all just depends what happens with uh Tom Holland. Do you think the, he'll be
1: he'll be in Spider-Man uh, No Way Home?
0: No Way Home? No. I think he might have like a small cameo at the end, but I have a feeling they're going to sign Tom Holland on to some more movies.
1: What about would would they okay, because eventually they're gonna have to put Venom and Spider-Man in the same film. Do you think they would do it like you know Spider-Man, you know, going home or some shit? Or do you think it would be Spider-Man versus Venom? Like go full Batman v Superman and just like I think we're it pit would hit these two fuckers be, against each other.
0: It would be fucked up if they did not do uh Spider-Man versus Venom.
1: Because there's a lot to do. There, there's there is a lot there is to, a lot to do.
0: to do, and I really hope they do more than what they did with Let There Be Carnage. You were you disappointed with Let There Be Carnage? Disappointed, no, but I mean you want more. You didn't
1: feel like you had you got to see them fight enough? That's fair. They only had one fight.
0: I mean, the only thing that kind of erases the end of Let There Be Carnage is the fact that something happens with the multiverse. I don't know if it's when Doctor Strange is doing that spell for people to forget that Peter Parker Spider-Man that fucks it up, but I don't think it's that because when the whole transition happens where Venom sees uh Spider-Man on the TV, um, it's the news broadcast that Peter Parker Spider-Man, so it has to be something else that fucked it up. It could be uh Wanda Wanda that fucked it up but we just don't really know.
1: Well, that's true. Well, remember, he says we symbiotes, you know, are in vast multiverses. We can see shit that you wouldn't have, that would blow your fucking mind. That is true. I mean, it could be Venom brought Eddie Brock somehow by accident. Man,
0: and fuck. it could mean that Carnage comes back because if this new multiverse is a thing, then that means there has to be a... uh, uh What the fuck is it? Uh, Carnage is... Uh, Cassius Clay, Clay Clay? Something? No, not that's Muhammad Ali. No, uh, Cassius Cassidy. No. Cassidy. It is Cassidy. Yeah, but I can't remember like anything other than that. Uh, that means there has to be uh, Cletus, Cletus Cassidy, Cletus Cassidy. Okay. Uh, it has to be. There has to be a Cassidy there in that universe. So that could mean that Carnage can't come back. Because, I mean, it's just really weird with this new Spider-Man movie. I mean, we have no idea what to fucking expect. I think this is the first movie that we can gleefully say we have no idea what to expect. I think I expect
1: and I will be disappointed if I don't get fucking...
0: uh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire team up.
1: I don't give a fuck about Andrew Garfield. He was cool, but like I want to see Tobey
0: Maguire. I want to see. I thought Andrew Garfield was overrated. I didn't like him as uh, Peter Parker, Spider Man. Yeah, but Peter Parker, no. See, and that's the thing I've heard a lot of people say that
1: Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker, but Andrew Garfield was the better Spider Man because I don't remember Tobey Maguire shit talking a lot. Are uh, oh, you
0: gonna cry, little goblin? That's Little goblin gonna cry. Mm. Come on,
1: someone shit talk. His game is better, and that's Andrew Garfield. Come on,
0: Toby McGuire's shit talking. Spider Man three was pretty fucking good.
1: What did he say in Spider Man three? Besides that fucking little guy be gonna cry, I don't remember him shit talking much much else.
0: Uh, when he exposes uh, Eddie Brock, get your facts straight. And then he takes off, and uh, uh, Jonah Jameson has to print a retraction.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, fair enough. Okay, folks, I have been proven wrong. Fernando has been right for once. For once, <sighs> I see say, remember. Um,
0: I think, uh, if anything, uh, Spider-Man has become a hot commodity ever since, uh, ever since his uh, introduction in Civil War. No. Um... Because I think before that people were kind of losing steam with Spider-Man because amazing Spider-Man 2 did not do well.
1: I think also though it was part of it was because uh, the movie didn't do
0: well. People were
1: just not had the same yeah.
0: problem that Spider-Man 3 had. too many villains.
1: They were looking too far to the future they weren't thinking about now.
0: Yeah, they kept like trying to set up shit. You introduce Green Goblin, a horrible green goblin. Uh, You introduce uh, Rhino. It's like he fucking transforms into an actual goblin.
1: No, yeah, that's what I mean. Like a fucking weird ass. mm. Uh, Were you pissed at the end also? What? Uh, The end of Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the Rhino thing.
0: I thought it was stupid. Like, yeah. Yes, just the fuck. Like you're too, look, see, and that's the same problem that Warner Brothers had. You're too busy trying to set up what someone else is doing that you fuck up royally and you have to backtrack a lot. But in this case, Sony just had to make a deal with Marvel and all is right in the world because, I mean, uh, Homecoming, Far From Home have been well received. Look, I rewatching Far From Home. I'm like, this is a really good fucking sequel. Like, considering not fucking considering comics or anything. I'm considering what this Spider Man is doing in this universe. It is this is post Endgame? He just lost the the person that is the closest thing to a father that he, that he has, and everyone is expecting him to be this thing. That he's not even sure if he's able to be that thing. And he has to learn to trust himself. Because all his, all since Civil War, he's had Tony Stark to help him out. And now it's completely on his instincts. That's where we get to finally see the spider sense kick in. Where he has to use his own instincts to figure shit out.
1: Oh, uh, Peter, growing up. Um, I was gonna ask you: Do you think there's a possibility that uh, Peter may, because uh, they're kind of having like a high school trilogy, right? I, I can safely assume. Then they'll probably do a college trilogy. Do you think at any point he's going to face off with the with the Sinister Six, like inevitably?
0: I mean, possible, because
1: we're all forgetting the other movie out there, Morbius. That's that's another one I was gonna ask you. Do you think Morbius exists in the MCU? Because they do have that cameo from. Uh... It,
0: I think it does 100 percent with Vulture cameoing.
1: Is, yeah, with Vulture cameoing. I mean, I don't.
0: Well, see then how you, they also can't see, do it. you also see. You also see a Spider-Man uh, picture in the background, and it says "murderer." Far. Oh
1: man, do you think? I wonder if that's why they they delayed it so
0: much. No, it got delayed because of COVID.
1: No, but also I imagine reshoots, like we need to redo some scenes to incorporate it more into the MCU. Maybe they'll mention Thanos. Maybe they'll mention the Snap. You know, maybe they'll mention some other shit.
0: I think if they're going to introduce Center Series 6, uh, or the concept of that, it's going to get introduced in No Way Home. Because, I mean, we don't know for sure. The rumor mill is the only one that we know for sure that's coming back is the dude that played Doc Ock he's coming back to play Doc Ock. That's the only thing we know for sure. The rumor mill is that Willem Dafoe is coming back to play Green Goblin. Um, the rumor mill, Andrew Garfield, Toby Maguire making new parents in the new Spider-Man movie. Um, but we have no idea if that's true or not. Man,
1: I think maybe this is the only way they can do a Sensor 6 because to set up set all of them up would take too much time. We already have, what, four or five villains preset?
0: I mean, that's the good thing about uh, Spider-Man, though, is that we already know everything. That's why they've foregone on the Uncle Ben murder plot in the first one. Because we already know that story. We don't need to see Uncle Ben die again.
1: I mean, I wouldn't mind watching him die one more time.
0: It's because you don't have a father and every male figure in your life touched you.
1: No, they've just all failed
0: me. And that's all, folks.
1: <laughs> no, really, you want to sign us off?
0: Uh, sure. I'll sign us off. That is it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We have given you our reviews, we've given you our grades. Now please give us your time and listen to our podcast at the rollback, where you can find all of your podcast needs on Apple, Google. Uh I mean, pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts. And also head, to, head over to therollback.net where you can check out our written reviews. We put out podcasts every Wednesday and Saturday. Almost every Wednesday and Saturday. And, yeah, that is pretty much it. I am Fernando from The Rollback and... I have Benetti. And this was your Wednesday Rewind. Let's cut it. Uh.
1: Oh, I was going to ask you one.